Glad that you're here. I look forward to meeting you at the end of service today. Amen. And love to hear your story about how you've come to Lighthouse today and even where you're looking to go in your journey of faith in him today. Matthew chapter 25, we're going to read, amen, verses 13, amen. I'm going to read for a little bit and then I'll have you be seated before I read the rest. But, amen, if you're not already standing and you're physically capable, if we can stand in honor to the word of the Lord today. Matthew 25, verses 13 through 30, the Bible says, Jesus says, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he had he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He that also had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful. Somebody say faithful. Over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. In other words, the servant is saying, I took what you gave me and I hid it. It's in the spot that I put it. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And my subject this morning, Sunday, September 22nd, is be faithful. Be faithful. Would you shout that with me? Be faithful. Amen. Can we pray, amen, unto the Lord today? 
and ask him to help us do just that. Lord, we give ourselves to you. Lord, we understand that, Lord God, we have received so much, Lord God, that we did not create in our own. Lord, you've given us the breath of life. You've given us uh, giftings. You've given us opportunities. You've given us, uh, amen, spaces of time. You've given us abilities and talents. Lord, you've given us, Lord God, so many things, Lord, that if we were to begin to count them and think about them, they would be innumerable, Lord. Lord, help us to be faithful unto you. Lord God, with all that you've given, all that you've blessed us with, help us to be faithful and honor you with our life in every facet, inside and out. And we give your name the praise and thanks. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Somebody shout it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we clap our hands and give Jesus praise? Somebody shout a praise unto heaven right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your name. We bless your name. We give glory to your name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated today in the house of the Lord. Amen. If we could just understand that faithfulness is the key to abundance. Amen. If we can capture that God is inviting us to covenant with him, amen, towards an inheritance, anticipation will soar in this house. Expectation will soar in this house. Amen. Excitement will soar in this house. Amen. Do you understand, amen, then with God gives you a seed, gives you an opportunity, gives you a gift. Uh, His intention is for that acorn to turn into a full-grown oak tree. It's called stewardship. It's called faithfulness. It's called maturity. When God, amen, gives an opportunity, you know what? Sometimes the thing you're praying for looks like W-O-R-K. The miracle you're looking for, the opportunity you're looking for, the blessing you're looking for, amen, is looking like W-O-R-K. Sometimes the thing, the increase that you desire in your life, you're tired of the same old thing, different day. Amen. The increase that you're looking for, amen, that comes from heaven, that comes from God, amen, is called faithfulness. Somebody say, be faithful. Faithfulness is an opportunity to grow. Faithfulness is an opportunity to increase. Faithfulness is an opportunity to mature. Amen. Faithfulness is an opportunity to bear fruit and to become, amen, more than you ever imagined becoming in your life. It looks like faithfulness. 
There is nothing thrilling about faithfulness. There's nothing thrilling about consistency. Amen. It seems like it is the same old thing, different day. Just another church service. Just another prayer meeting. Just another time I'm giving to God. Just another time I'm opening God's word. But what we don't understand is that in the faithfulness, there is momentum building. There is momentum rising. Amen. And there is exponential growth happening in the individual's life. What's happening it is amen, the stages of a seed growing into a seedling, into a young plant, into an adolescent plant, into the maturity that bears offspring. When I was a kid, my grandfather had a garden, vegetable garden. My grandfather had a third grade education, went to the Navy, became a chief master sergeant. When he retired, lived in a very humble house, had a vegetable garden that he would have me work in every summer when we came to visit. Granddaddy was going to put me to work. You're not just going to sit around here. Now, we would do fun things, and he'd take me places, and we, we had, you know, he's one of my heroes. But he's going to put me to work, okay? And so, you know, you're not just going to sit around and watch TV all day. So he would take me out in that hot sun in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. He had an inner city garden, okay? right against the interstate, but I don't know. I'll have to look at it again. But when I was 11, 12 years old, I thought that thing was as big as a football field. And he had collard greens, tomato, okra, eggplant, you name it. Granddaddy grew it. And so he would show me the planting, and and he would give me the plow because he was up in age now, and so he couldn't push it. So I'm going to use your young energy that I don't have anymore. And between his brains and my energy, we were going to get the job done. Come on, ain't nothing wrong with working, young people. All right? Don't get upset when, hey, it's called opportunity. You're going to learn something. Amen. When you get put to work. So don't scoff at it. Use it as an opportunity. You're building skill sets, amen, and mental toughness that you're going to need in life. So don't run away from work. Run to it. All right. Amen. And so I would be out there plowing, you know, and I mean like, like you know, pushing, pushing football pads down there. Have to dig that thing in and just these long rows. But what was really cool Granddaddy would plant those seeds in and water and, you know, I didn't live there, so I didn't see the fullness of the process. But, you know, I was there every so often and Granddaddy would say, come over here and look. We got some cabbage. We got some collard greens. Come over here and look. You know, he had some peach trees. He, he, he was a chef. He could, he could cook. I'm, I'm still mad that, that, that no one in, in our family remembers his biscuit recipe. Oh, my gosh. Those were amazing. I'm like, Mom, you didn't catch that? I remember the neck bones, but I don't remember that biscuit recipe. I'm asking for a revelation or something. I, I, I need that. But he would say, come over here and look. You know, we, he'd have these peach trees, and, you know, I'd have to pick peach trees. And he would show me the process of growth. 
Edward, you were a part of that. You helped me do that. You know, we, we, we had to keep looking after that. We had to keep watering that. We had to keep nurturing that. We had to keep being faithful to what was in the ground to see it rise above ground. To see it come into maturity, faithfulness. Amen. Amen. It may not look attractive. And I'm telling you, faithfulness takes hard work because uh, there's days, uh, amen, that you don't want to do it. Uh, there's days I'm like, I don't want to plow this garden. You know, er, you know, why is it sometimes, granddaddy, right when the kids ask if they, if they, we want to play tag or, you know, if the, hey, can Edward come some, and play some video games? He's in the garden right now. When you're done doing such and such, you do this, this, and this, and then you can go. I'm thankful for that. I used to hate it back then. But you know what it made me do? I'm like, all right, I got to get this done. And now I couldn't shortchange it either. I'm like, all right, let me do this real fast and just, you know, just at least make it to the other side of this field. And, and you know, but granddaddy knew because he'd gardened for years. That's not deep enough. Do it again. And you know what it taught me? Do it right the first time. Do it right the first time. Don't give less than your best the first time. Give it to yourself. Put yourself into it. And you're going to see the beautiful fruit of it. Faithfulness. 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 Jesus taught about faithfulness. He said in Luke 16, verses 10 through 12, that he that is faithful in the least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If you can't manage eight hours of your time right, how are you going to manage 40 hours of your time right? If you can't manage uh, $200 right, how are you going to manage $2,000 right? Amen. If you can't manage yourself, uh, how are you going to manage and lead somebody else? Our society concerns me. The way this world concerns me, it concerns the Lord. We are lowering the bar of expectation in so many facets of life. In schools now, amen, people are becoming so lenient on meeting standards of education, people just pass them on through to their detriment. To the students' Detriment. Because just because you have a didn't have a different grade number doesn't mean you grew. It doesn't mean you advance. It means someone lied to you. And when you get put in a situation where you need to have X, Y, and Z skill set, someone's not prepared to do the job and excel. Our society teaches to scrimp. On faithfulness. 
Jesus said that he that is faithful in the least is faithful also in much. And so Jesus here, amen, in this parable of the talents, he talks to these servants and he gives five, two, and one talent to these servants and says, occupy while until I come. I want you to occupy. I want you to be faithful over what I've given you. I want you to increase and nurture and grow what I've given you. If you've got a singing voice, you cultivate that until I come. If you've got great math skills, cultivate that until I come. If you've got great relational connections, cultivate that until I come. When I'm calling you into relationship, I want you to nurture and culture and cultivate that until I come. I want you to be faithful in what is least. Because if we're not faithful in the small things, how can God trust us with greater things? My grandfather was trying to teach me something. If you can't be faithful over a garden, if you can't be faithful to being diligent, amen, with managing, intending to things, uh, how are you going to manage greater things? Uh, how are you, You're going to have to learn how to manage a calendar one day. You're going to have to learn how to manage. I mean, I'm talking to a man, amen, who went from a third grade education to being a chief master sergeant in the Navy and putting all of his children through school. Lived in that humble house until he died. God bless my, my mother and my, my, my aunties and so on. Uh, amen. But it was because of the values they learned from that man. Faithfulness. Diligence. Jesus was talking about it. He said, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches in every area of our lives? God is testing you, and he's testing me to see for his faithfulness. Can he trust us to be faithful to him? In the least of things. Let me ask you something. Can you be faithful where you are with what you have going on in your life right now? The Lord wants to know. Before we ask for increase, can we be faithful with the time we have right now? Let me just ask you something here today. With our schedules, with our finances, with our relationships, how much room is there for prayer? How much room is there for God's word? Perhaps we should flip it. What's first? Let's turn that thing on its head a little bit. Sometimes we focus on all these other things and see if we have room for God. The principles of God, faithfulness to God, to prayer, to his word, to the house of God. But instead, Lord, I'm seeking you first. Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek ye first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness in all these things shall be added unto you. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like increase after faithfulness. That sounds like you've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. That sounds like being faithful over the most important things. Uh, Amen. We sing that song, Jesus, be the center of it all. Uh, Jesus, be the center of my life. Uh, Amen. I'm putting first things first, uh, and I'm going to be faithful to what is eternal. I'm going to be faithful to my relationship with God. Uh, I'm going to be faithful to being transformed by the word and Spirit of God in my life. First. First. Can I be faithful with my time? You know, I I get that life happens. Okay? We talked about in Thrive today that perfection does not literally mean flawless. It means maturity. But how are you with being late? Listen to pastor for just a moment here. How are we in our life with the things of God? I saw something yesterday that said the decision to attend Sunday service begins on Saturday night. Saturday night, I've already made up my mind. I'm getting ready to be faithful to the house of God. I'm going. You know, you know, in, in, in my family, hey men, you know, we, we prepare Saturday. I don't plan a lot on Saturdays because I'm getting ready for Sunday. I'm, I, I want to make sure my heart's right, my mind's right. I, there's always something that's going to come up, and I want to give myself enough margin that when unexpected things come up, that I have the margin to still make first things first, and that's the kingdom of God, and that's the house of God. So I, because I prioritize that, there's, there's not a lot of do, I do on Saturday. Or, you know, there's, there's times I'll, we'll do fun things as a family. We'll, we'll go out to eat or we'll do something. But priority is the house of God, the kingdom of God. Why? Because I'm involving myself in disciplines that pertain to eternal life. We got to throw out the traditional mindset. It's just church. You're just attending church. No, what you're doing is you're developing faithfulness. You're building momentum that's going to lead you into eternal life. And if that wasn't the case, Satan wouldn't fight you so hard about attending church. Come on. Raise your hand if you've ever had an argument before Sunday morning church. Come on. Come on. Man, I'm, I'm just not even going. Hello. something more to that there's a reason this is happening and you can't fix it in your own ability sometimes you just have to decide you're going to stop talking until you get to the house of God and you offer your prayer and your praise up to the Lord why because I'm going to be faithful there's a word for me there there's transformation for me there 
there's healing and righteousness and perspective for me there. Jesus is looking for good and faithful servants. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 16, verse 12, uh, and if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Just leave that up there. There are things in every area of our life that God has given us. God's intention for what he's given us is to grow us, is to bring us into full maturity. It is impossible to grow instantaneously from an infant to an adult. It is one miracle Jesus never did. He didn't even do it himself. He didn't come to earth as a full-grown man. The Lord, the creator God, came to earth as a helpless babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Why? To teach us the importance of process and faithfulness. The Bible refers to him, amen. We don't read too much about him before he turns the water into wine. All the scripture says about him is that he grew in stature and in wisdom. Without faithfulness, we don't grow. You know, you think about the faithfulness, the things that we do that are right under our nose every day. Parents, doesn't it seem like your kids grow right under your nose every day? Amen. I, I, I can't believe, I mean, now looking at my grandkids, I can't believe how they're growing. I'm like, I was just looking through pictures of them last night. I'm thinking, my gosh, where's the time go? Where does the time go? But you know what? You know how they grow? You're faithful putting them to bed. You're faithful feeding them. You're faithful bathing them. You're faithful nurturing them. You're faithful teaching them. You're teach at least I hope you're teaching them. You're teaching them words. You're 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 telling them stop saying goo goo gaga. You're saying say this and you're you're there's faithfulness happening and growth happens with faithfulness. Jesus is trying to teach us. You see, in our humanity, we greatly depend and cannot live without the faithfulness of God. In our Christian world today, there's a general consensus that God is faithful. Sure, we struggle at times if wondering if God's going to come through or, or we wonder if God's going to answer our prayers the way we think they should be answered. But there's a general, uh, amen, like consensus that God is faithful. Amen. And so, amen, we can count on the faithfulness. We can't, we can't, de, de, uh, de, we can't live without the faithfulness of God. We just assume the sun's going to rise. Faithfulness. We just assume the leaves are going to change. Faithfulness. They testify of the faithfulness of God. The leaves changing testify of the faithfulness of God. The snow falling testifies of the faithfulness of God. But what about the faithfulness of man? 
God is looking for the faithfulness of man. You know, because God is faithful, we can be secure in him. And sometimes we use his faithfulness and his dependency as our opportunity to be reckless. Say, God's got it. I mean, he holds the world in his hand, so I'm all right. But what about the faithfulness of man to God? God is looking for the faithfulness of man. I want to read this. It's a near close today. Luke 19, 12 through 17. I'm not going to touch this the way I'd like to today, but that's all right. I feel like God's about to take us to what it means to be faithful. Let me just say this before we read this. There comes a point in every parent's life where you expect more and more and more and more of your children. It is destructive if you don't expect more. It is unhealthy and dysfunctional if you don't expect more. Consider it. If your child is, and I get it, you know, if your child doesn't learn how to manage money, if you're looking at the big picture, there's some problems ahead. If that little four or five-year-old doesn't learn how to make some friends when you drop them off at the kindergarten, and they cry, you know, don't they start off crying that first time you drop them off? Sometimes. But eventually, you know what? They run right in. They can't wait to go. And they're excited. And sometimes you, you wish they weren't as excited, but it's good that they're excited. Why? Because they can't live under your nose the rest of your day. God is expecting us to grow, and it's good for us. God's expecting us to mature, and it's good for us. God never created the acorn for it to remain an acorn for its entire existence. with faithfulness there's growth why because there's fruit in that tree but only at full maturity there's future trees in that tree but only at full maturity there's increase in that tree but only at full maturity and maturity comes with faithfulness you ever feel like hey man I'm getting boring in my life Getting consistent. Isn't consistency boring? Sometimes it is. Until you reap the fruit. Until you reap the fruit. I'll close with this. 19, 12. Jesus said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into the far country to receive for himself a kingdom 
and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Be diligent, be faithful until I come. Manage, grow until I come. But his citizens hated him. They were saying was, they sent a message saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. We don't want accountability. Come on, kids. Don't you, come on. When you're a kid and you become an adult, every adult in here has been a kid before. Don't you hate that? I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to turn the game off. I don't want to turn the TV off. In our human nature, we hate accountability. We will not have this man to reign over us. And Jesus is thinking, if they only knew, this is about him, Grace. If they only knew, this is about abundance. It's about overflow. Verse 15, and it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded the servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Next verse. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. He's saying, I have done this. I have groomed this. I have excuse me, matured this. And he said unto him, well, well, thou good servant, thou hast been faithful in very little. Have thou authority over ten cities. Here's the increase. Amen. Amen. And authority or accountability, amen, sounds annoying until the fruit of it. It seems pointless and burdensome until it comes into maturity. And authority is given. Authority is given. He went from a pound to ruling over ten cities. Jesus is trying to get us to see like he sees. Next verse. Verse 18. The Bible says, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I gave you till 17. Let's stand to our feet today. I feel like I've stumbled and bumbled over this. But God's taken us somewhere. In both parables, in Matthew and in Luke, the Lord is testing faithfulness. Now, let me, let me just say this. Okay, we're going to pray in just a moment. The Lord tests faithfulness. The Lord gives us tests because it's his will for us to pass. He doesn't give us tests to fail. That's not his will. He loves us. We're his children. Okay? I mean, when you're teaching your kid to ride a bike, you don't just leave the street. Why? Because you love your child. 
and you're trying to teach them to do this thing they're kind of afraid of because it's, it's your desire to see them ride successfully. So they wobble, you know, starting to take those training wheels off. They call them training wheels. Then you begin to take them off. I still remember to this day learning how to ride a bike and my sister learning how to ride a bike and I and I remember wobbling on that bike and it was it was a neighborhood spectacle. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. I don't want to do this. Because who likes being embarrassed? Like, stick with it. Parents, just stick with it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. When God tests us with faithfulness, it's His will for us to succeed and to grow. God says, He lays on your heart and says, Hey, I want you to start spending time with me. Every every morning, 6 a.m., I want you to get up and pray. That's not a test for you, faith. The moment, the moment God commands, it's an invitation to increase. Listen to me. When God commands you anything, it's an invitation to increase, to grow, to mature, to bear fruit. Consider the growth. One pound to ten cities. Some people get a pound and say, it's just a pound. frivolous the simple things that God gives us not understanding that it's an invitation to grow but that growth takes faithfulness faithfulness is when it's seen and when it's unseen it's when it's acknowledged and when it's not acknowledged amen it's when you get a pat on the back and when amen you don't get a pat on the back amen it's when people are giving you accolades and when nobody even notices that's faithfulness amen it's not just coming to the altar when everyone's around but it's going to the altar in your own home in your own bedroom when nobody is around it's making consecrations of God unto God amen of righteousness and integrity whether you're seen by all or seen by nobody but Jesus sees Jesus sees Jesus sees what's the point of you coming to church I came in no one said hi to me I came in, no one hugged my neck. I came in and and so and so and so and so and so and so got blessed and got their breakthrough. And here I am with my shambles. Here I am with my pieces. Let me tell you, child of God. Let me tell you, son of God. Amen. Lowercase daughter of God. Let me tell you, child of God. God is watching. Be faithful. Be faithful in consecration. Be faithful in righteous living. Be faithful in your time of prayer and dedication. Be faithful no matter where you are in the mountain or valley because mountains and valleys are going to come. But I'm telling you, God keeps good records. 
He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. That's the ultimate test of faithfulness. The ultimate reward is well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter ye in the joy of the Lord. That's the eternal reward. That's the eternal reward of faithfulness. But even in this life, there's rewards along the way. And he'll test us even with delay to see. Do you just want that reward? I delay that reward a little bit. You're going to lose heart. You're going to quit. You're going to stop. What's your motivation? What's in you? I might even send a little fire to test you, purge you. I want to see what you're made of. I want to see what's way down in there. What is in your heart? What is your motivation for loving me, for serving me? It's pure. tried in the fire and your passion for Jesus your devotion, your commitment your faithfulness to Jesus remains pure, you're going to come out as pure gold I'd like to invite everybody to come to this altar we're going to pray we're going to devote ourselves to Jesus faithfulness let me just go ahead and say it Okay, I just want to speak the truth here faithfulness often goes unrecognized by man God won't always affirm you the way you think when you think he should. He may not always say the words that you feel like you need to hear at a particular moment, but trust me, he is keeping track. He is keeping watch. He will affirm you along the way. He will empower you along the way. But there's going to be times where God intentionally withholds. that acorn he sees the oak already and he wants you to become and to become him is in faithfulness and this is what we're going to do we're going to pray I want to give us some direction we're going to commit ourselves to God to being faithful listen when you're faithful you cut out the excuses Faithfulness is when you're tired. Faithfulness is when you're hurting. Faithfulness is when you're confused. Faithfulness is when you don't understand. Faithfulness is when things don't go your way. Faithfulness is when you're all alone and you still keep serving. You still keep committing. You still keep striving. I'm not going to quit praying. I can't count how many times I've worshiped in this church, raised my hands, cried my eyes out, run around the sanctuary, all the while I was broken in pieces inside. All the while my world was falling apart. 
And I could have been a voice of complaint. And I could have been a voice of have pity on me and to bring the attention to me. But it's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ being formed in me. It's about the becoming. It's about me being confident that Jesus is right in the middle of my trial. And if I have him and nobody else, that's enough. I'll be crossing the finish line. I've gone through unimaginable things. Things I never thought I'd ever face or experience in my life. Things I felt like at times, Lord, when I said yes to you back in 95, I, I feel like I didn't sign up for this part of it, Lord. But I've come this far. I don't know how many days I'll have on this earth. Lord, I, I pray you'll give me 70, 80, 90 years, whatever. I don't know, Lord God, but all I do know is no matter how long or short they are, I want to dedicate every one of them to you. And if I feel like I'm hanging on to a thread, that thread's going to be you, Jesus. That thread's going to be you. Because if I have nothing else in this life, if I lose my home, my car, my family, my health, uh, amen, if I lose everything in this life, you got to get there. Because if you don't, there'll be, there will always be a clause in your life. If I lose everything, Lord, but I still hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, whether I live 40 years, 50, 70, 80, 90, you that is more than enough for me because eternity will eclipse all of my days in this life. So today, Revelation says, Jesus says to the church in Sardis, it says, be thou faithful unto death. Right, I used to quote it all the time. Be faithful Daddy, be faithful unto death. What about this? What about that? Be faithful unto death. What about this? And what about this trial? And what if this person's not around? And what if this picture, my life's picture, looks different than what I ever imagined it would be? Be faithful unto death. And that's the kind of commitment I'm going to ask. I feel God is asking us to make is a faithfulness to him unto death. Can we close our eyes across the sanctuary right now? This is individual. You can't worry about the person next to you. This is every choice. Hey man, I love my wife. I love my son. Hey man, I, I, I love my family. Hey man, but even I love my parents. But even if they don't serve God, I love my friends. Hey man, but I've got to make up in my mind that no matter what anybody else does, that I'm going to be to death.
Would you just lift your hands unto the Lord right now? Open up your mouth and just begin to, amen, tell that to him right now. Communicate. Let's dedicate our hearts to Jesus as we pray. Oh, Lord, right now, Lord God, I first of all ask you to forgive me. I repent, Lord, of every excuse. I repent of every clause. I I repent of every open door, Lord God. I repent of every way out, Lord God, that I've kept, Lord Jesus, just in case. Lord, I'm... Lord, I'm erasing the door. I'm leaving it behind. Lord, I'm jumping off the board. Lord God, I'm leaving the safety net of convenience. I'm leaving the safety net of option B. And I'm going with you all the way. I'm giving my heart to you. I'm giving my soul to you. Oh, I'm giving my commitment to you. I'm devoting myself to prayer. I'm devoting myself to obeying your word. I'm devoting myself to growing. I'm devoting myself to your heart. I'm devoting myself to your house, Lord Jesus. Come what may, rich or poor, healthy or sick, lonely or full of friends and companions, I will serve you. I will serve you. I will honor you with my life. I will give you my all. I'm going to be faithful unto death. Lord God, examine my heart today. Come on. That's it. Come on. Examine my heart today. Lord Jesus, give me eyes for what's competing for your devotion. Make me aware of what's competing for your rightful place in my life, Lord. Lord, I'm going to part with it, Lord. There's no competition. I'm going to part with everything. Lord God, that is taking the passion you deserve, the attention you deserve, the commitment you deserve today, Lord, and I'm going to love you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. Come on, that's it. Come on. I feel like, amen, as we pray, come on, we need to we need to get where the rubber meets the road in our lives of prayer. Come on. What's competing in our lives today for full devotion? What's competing in your life, amen, for full surrender today? Come on, let's make ways with that today. I'm going to give myself. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, there's growth happening here today. Hallelujah. I want to share this here. I want to give us something practical. Listen. It's more about the walk than the shout. Okay? We shout for the victory. We shout for breakthrough. I love... I love it in the house of the Lord where there's just great joy and dancing and jumping. We're, you know, we're just rejoicing in his goodness and rejoicing for the miracles and so on. You know, as soon as I say we're Pentecostal, man, people are like, oh, man, you know, you guys clap your hands. Like, yeah, 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 we do that. Now they're, they're looking for an exciting church, but it's more than just excitement. The walk means more than the shout. There's nothing thrilling about the walk. Sometimes it's going to feel like same old thing, different day. But it's all about what is the same old thing, different day. 
That's probably a wrong phraseology, but you get the point. I got up and I gave my heart to God in prayer. I committed to God at 6 a.m. and I got up and I did it. And I don't feel like walls fell today and I don't feel like giants fell today, but I got up and I gave myself and I surrendered. And you know, it, it, it didn't seem something, it didn't seem extraordinary. But extraordinary is on the path of faithfulness. If David is not faithful in prayer, there's no Goliath going down. It'll never happen. It's on the path of faithfulness. Amen. If the children of Israel don't walk, those walls of Jericho will never fall down. The shout comes after the walk. I want to give us something practical to take with us here today. And I, I want to do this too. I'm going to ask Brother Ian if you'll, if you'll help me here. Amen. Brother Aaron Thompson, if you'll give me a hand here. We'll give some of these out. We have, let me just explain it first. I have some prayer guides here. We've, they've kind of been sitting there. We've passed them out over time. It's a great starting place to start a journey of faithfulness. Can I just take a moment to be practical here? All right? We, if we do the right practical things, it will lead us into the supernatural in our life. And it begins with devotion to prayer. And what we have here are prayer guides. If, if you feel like you're just starting to pray, there's all kinds of prayer. Let me just also take this time to mention on Tuesday nights, we are focusing on learning how to pray at 7 o'clock. Amen. And you can have prayers that shake heaven, prayers that terrorize health, prayers that make a difference. Amen. If you're tired of your prayers hitting the ceiling, come here Tuesday night. Amen. And learn how to pray in a way that makes an impact in your life. And don't do the same old thing different day anymore. Amen. But we have these prayer guides here that are a starting place. It's a model of prayer. And the key is not ritual. The key is passion. The key is devoting ourselves to it in flow. and flow. And, and I don't have time to get into all that today. But this is a great starting place. So if you'd like one of these prayer guides, this is, this is a personal prayer. These are, these are kind of prayers that you can connect with God with every day and live victoriously. If you want one, amen. I have Brother Ian, Brother Aaron here. Would you just slip your hand up? Amen. And they'll bring one of these to you today. It's just, amen, it's a starting place. It's a starting place. Listen, listen. One, one pound is a starting place, but the destination's 10 cities. Acorn is a starting place, but the destination or the maturity is the oak tree. Don't despise the day of small things. Start somewhere. And so I want to encourage this in closing in this service. All right? And I'll say what I shared a couple weeks ago in prayer. The goal of prayer is not perfection. It's persistence. Sometimes we get discouraged because we don't feel like we prayed perfectly. Hear me. Because someone's, someone's beating themselves up. And you think Jesus is beating you up. But it's not him. It's you. And it's the enemy trying to beat you up. The goal of prayer is not perfection. It's persistence. Just be faithful with prayer. And watch God honor and grow your faith faithfulness. So this is what I'm going to ask everybody to do. And this is, you know, you don't need to tell me. This is a commitment you need to make between yourself and God. But an hour of prayer 
a day. Now me, okay, I have my place. You need a place to pray, okay, and you need a time to pray. Me, I have a little sunroom off the side of my house. I got a rocking chair in there, all right? And it's beautiful, you know, surrounded by windows. And, and when the sun comes in in the morning, it's just great. I make my cup of coffee. I bring my Bible, you know, and I pray. And, and sometimes I'm just in the rocking chair praying. Sometimes I'm on my knees. It, it varies, but it's my place that I spend with God. It's, it's the most, I can look at nature, you know. It's, it's great. I love it. That's my place of refuge. It's my place of prayer. We have different people, different stages of life, different scenarios. But the key is find a time and find a place and stick to it. Just stick to it. You feel like you fail? Get up and do it again. Okay? You feel like nothing happened? Get up and do it again. Eventually a giant's going to fall. Eventually a wall's going to fall. Eventually a miracle's going to happen. Eventually victory's going to happen. Just be faithful. So find a place, an hour a day to pray. And bring your Bible with you when you go there. If you don't have a Bible, come see pastor after church. We'll make sure you get a Bible. It'll be my treat. And then, throughout your day, read the Word of God. Okay? Scripture here, Scripture there. Here's a good place. You know, start, if you've never read the Bible before, okay, start in the Gospels. Read a Proverbs a day. There's 31 Proverbs. I'm just trying to give us some practical disciplines where we can start the journey of faithfulness and grow and mature and increase. So pray an hour a day. Okay? Dedicate yourself, if you will, 30 minutes to the Word of God a day. We have Bible apps now. You can listen to the Word. And then fast one day a week. Pray an hour a day. Bible 30 minutes a day. Fast one day a week. Say it one more time just for emphasis. Pray an hour a day. Read the word 30 minutes a day. Okay, you can do more. But start there. Fast one day a week. And be faithful. Stick to it. And I'm telling you, you may start the journey thinking, okay, I'm just going to do this every day. But you can't do supernatural things and not have supernatural results. Why don't we pray in closing today? Amen. God's going to help us. God wants to grow us. God has given us. Listen, let, let me just say this. What I just mentioned, those three things right there. Not because I'm saying it, but because God's word says it. Those are three seeds you just got. Y'all with me? We just got seeds today. What are we going to do? All right. Prayer, the word fasting, spiritual disciplines today. Amen. We're going to pray. Then I want to mention very briefly a couple announcements. Let's pray together. Lord, we worship you. We love you. We give you thanks for your faithfulness, your goodness today. We thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness towards us. You're wanting to grow us, Lord. You're wanting to teach us leadership. You're wanting to teach us authority. You're wanting to teach us rulership, Lord God. But, Lord God, you want us to rule and reign like you rule and reign. But, Lord, uh, before we can rule and reign, you want to teach us faithfulness. Uh, You want to mature us. Uh, You want to heal and restore us. You want to grow us today. Uh, Lord, I pray that we, Lord God, would have faith to receive uh, and be aware of this opportunity 
opportunity that you've placed before us, Lord, to grow, to abound, to increase in you, in love, in faith, in maturity, in victory, in peace, in your destiny and purpose for our lives. And we give your name the praise and thanks and glory in Jesus' name. Can we clap our hands and give praise unto the Lord?